Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everyone and welcome to a very special Entitled Parents episode. This is part four now of an amazing Entitled Parents story that is ongoing and that I've been covering over the past month or so. Now I put the thumbnails up on screen to hopefully jog your memory. The links to part one, two and three are also down below in the description on whatever platform you're on. But I will give you a little brief summary of what's happened so far just so we can catch up. If you remember, this guy, OP, has a terrible family. They've tried to steal his house, made him live in a camper van, laughed at him for being homeless, and then eventually just tried to invade everything about his life. We've got two parents that are only just finally realizing how bad they've been over the years due to the rest of the extended family telling them to their face at Christmas. We've got Dan, OP's brother, who isn't much better. And then we have the worst of all of them, Dan's wife, who is just an absolute terror. We left part three with all of them being kicked out of Christmas in front of the entire family. It was beautiful to watch. And that is where this story picks up. Once again, if you haven't caught any of the previous three parts, down below in the description, you need to go and watch them first for this to make sense. However, before we get into that, I'm first of all delighted to say that we are now over halfway towards my marathon fundraising goal. Over a thousand pounds has been raised. If you didn't already know, guys, I'm running the London Marathon on the 23rd of April on behalf of Kids Charity, an amazing charity that supports young disabled children and their families. And I've got a goal of 2,000 pounds which if I hit it, I'll be making a video in full Karen makeup with a wig and a dress. And also guys, as you probably know by now, every donation that comes in, I will shout out. So without further ado, I've got some shout outs to be made. Starting with Will with the 40 pound donation. Good luck, Jack. Thank you very much. Nathan says, don't have much. My nan gave me a tenner for my birthday, but I've spent most of it. Saw your video and wanted to help a bit. Much love from Cyprus. You got this. Nathan, I love that from you. A geezer with not too much cash still gets involved. Very, very good stuff. And that's what this entire fundraiser is about. That's what we can do as a community. I love it. Carl, marathons to help special needs equals good Karens who make fun of kids with special needs equals bad good luck, mate. I I look forward to your Karen outfit next time. Lol. I might have misinterpreted that, but nonetheless, thanks, Carl. Joshua, I love your videos. Keep up the great work. Thank you, mate. Kieran is back with another donation. What a legend. By the way, you can donate more than once for another shout out. I've never I've never not said you couldn't do that. The vids were just bad when I didn't watch them, JK. If you remember what he said last time, that's good content. I didn't watch them at the time, but I've caught up since then. Thanks again for the vids and thank you for supporting an amazing charity. Well, thank you, Kieran, for donating. But we carry on. Nazi, hope I pronounced that right, would love to have you over here in the beautiful Maldives. Really, is that where we're going now? We are we are seriously worldwide. Also love your videos. Did your mum and sister know that you've used your graduation photos with them in 
in one of your videos. They do, and they love it. Thanks for the donation. Edward, very cool. Very cool yourself, sir. Aaron, like the other guy, I don't have much money either. I'm 12. I hope it helps. Can't wait to see you in the Karen outfit. But, so I can I just say, that is mad respect. A 12-year-old getting involved? I, I don't even want to like make myself look like a clown here, but there was no way I was donating money when I was 12. So that is elite from you, Aaron. Seriously, so good. Brilliant stuff. Nell, huge fan since 2020. Struggle with an eating disorder and my content, especially the movies, has really helped me to get to recovery. Have fun and stay hydrated. Wow, thank you very much. And I will try to do that. Louis, Ayo, you cute. For real, for real. Love you. Little bit of, little bit, yeah, let's carry on. The cheese man, eat some cheese. Five pounds. Th getting kind of weird here. Hello, with lots of exclamation marks with $20. Hello. Editor Steve-O, I would donate more, but my client doesn't pay me enough money. I actually hate your videos, but you're kind of cute. So lol, lol, lol. Good luck. If you didn't know, Steve-O is my editor and he is editing this video right now. Shout out Steve-O. So there we go. A whole host of donations. We're now at over 50 supporters, I believe. Look, almost at 60 supporters, guys. It's pretty incredible. Let's get this going. Let's get it going. Come on, let's get it going. Let's go into 100. I want to see this number get as close to 2,000 as possible, as quickly as we can. Get me in the Karen costume. Let's get in to this incredible story. My parents and Dan were back sooner than I thought, and they wanted money this time. This will not surprise some people who commented on my previous posts, because my parents did some of the exact things they said they would, which was wanting either my money or my signature. I did expect the classic lines of narcissists saying that I owed them or give me some kind of socialist BS of sharing the wealth, but that was just my imagination running wild. The ensuing situation was somewhat similar to that, but much more tame, I guess you could say. They seemed to know not to push me too far now and were mostly aiming for pity. It began when my parents recently got in touch with me through social media and asked for a meeting in a public place of my choosing. It just screamed trap, but I wasn't afraid. In fact, I was amused. They know I'm not to be screwed with anymore, so I could only wonder what they wanted this time. I picked a local restaurant that may have a name of an olive and a garden in it and we met up there. Dan was with them, but he kept his mouth shut most of the time. We had awkward greetings, ordered some drinks, and then cut to the chase. My parents begged me to help Dan get his own apartment so he could finally move out. Apparently, Dan's credit isn't so great. Gee, I wonder why. Could it be his wife regularly spends him into a hole? Well, they asked that I help by either supplying some capital or by co-signing for the apartment and helping to pay the rent for it. I simply said no to both. That's when Dan spoke up in anger and yelled at me that I have so much and I don't have a family to support like he does. He needed my help and I should be sparing the money for his family since I don't have one myself. I laughed and asked where they were when I needed their help. Oh, that's right. They were pointing and laughing at me for being homeless. Or should we just go further back to my childhood? I'd love to delve into that with plenty of ears to listen in around us. My mother grabbed my hand and begged me not to speak of any of it. My father and Dan both just looked away and said nothing. I'm pretty sure they wanted to say something like they used to at me, but they held their tongues. I asked them if they thought I was rich or something, and their looks said it all. And when I told them I don't have that kind of money, they looked at me like deer in headlights. I broke it down about how much I'd managed to save for the down payment on my house and the way I had to live and work in order to save that much so fast. And then how I spent nearly all of it on the down payment of my house. I'm still in financial recovery. I did have monthly income to spare, yes, but most of it was going right into my savings. 
I asked Dan what his yearly salary was and when he told me I pointed out that it was actually a bit higher than mine I then loosely broke things down in rough math in front of my parents on how about 70% of my income goes to my mortgage insurance gasoline internet phone food and other bills and then there's maybe 30% of that left at most that I can put into savings and I need that money saved to get back on my feet in time and I have to make sure I have savings to fall back on My truck is from the 90s. If it were to break down, I'd need money to either fix or replace it. And there's other things one would need a rainy day fund for, like home repair, doctors, taxes, lawyers, or anything in general you'd need quick cash for when it's a sudden, unexpected expense. So, as you can see, I just can't spare money for Dan, and I also refuse to co-sign for anything as that would leave me on the hook for any bill that Dan couldn't or wouldn't pay. Then I pointed out that that's likely why my parents didn't co-sign for Dan's apartment themselves long ago, and my mother just started crying again. I was pretty much one step ahead of them in all of this. I'm not an ATM, and I'm not a fool, and I stated that right to their faces. I expected my father to become angry with me like he always does, but this time he just, well, didn't. I've known this man to explode on me for the slightest provocation of not enabling my brother all of my life. But this time he just didn't do that. There wasn't even a sneer on his face. The only way I could describe the look he had was regret and defeat. Maybe regret for being a trashy parent. Or maybe regret because he can't bully me around anymore. Who knows? Either way, my parents couldn't really argue with me. And I wasn't about to give them any money. Dan just got up and said this was all just a waste of their time and that he was leaving. My mother started apologizing for him, but Dan still wanted to leave. Then, just to kill with kindness, I offered to buy them a round of unlimited soup and salad while we were all there. I guess they couldn't turn down free food since we hadn't ordered anything but drinks yet, and they stayed. I went out of my way to talk about anything other than money. Dan remained quiet and was either eating his food or looking at his phone, but my parents just awkwardly talked with me. They brought up that they've recently joined a local Christian church, and they'd already been going for the last two weeks. I said, good for them, and they of course started trying to advertise that they'd like me to go too. I simply said no thanks, and they were smart enough not to push further. When the meal was finished, Dan left a $10 on the table for the tip, and walked off without saying another word to me or anyone. My mother just excused his behavior, and we all parted ways. That was about it. Not nearly as much drama as I thought there'd be, but this is still far better than how things used to be with my parents and brother. As for my sister-in-law, well, she's been regularly complaining online about my parents. She really doesn't seem to like the fact that she's not queen bee of their house, and I think her toxic attitude is finally getting to them. Why else would they be so desperate to come crawling back to me? My sister-in-law actually wants my parents to move into a camper like I had to do in order to make space in the house, and she's being told no every time. She does seem to have a following of Karen-minded people like her, though. Because here and there, I get messaged by someone I don't know that's intent on raging at me for not giving up my house for my sister-in-law. I don't bother to argue with these people anymore. I just block and move on. Though there was one persistent troll who had my phone number, and they call from a different number every time. Yes, it seems to be the same person who called me to say that I need to make way for a real family man like Dan. But I couldn't care less. The calls, though, seemed to have slowed down, if not maybe stopped. I made it clear to this person that they were only amusing me by keeping this up for so long. The last time they called was around the beginning of the month, and it's been silence from them since then. And there we go. I feel like this story is finally now starting to calm down a little bit, 
as your parents and Dan and maybe even your sister-in-law as well OP are finally starting to understand that you are not to be messed with after all these years and realizing how much bad stuff they put you through and how terribly they treated you for the past couple of decades it seems like right now you're the one that's kind of controlling them as you said in this post yourself you are now one step ahead of them which is just great to see because there was a limit wasn't there there was a limit i didn't want to see you getting mugged around you know bullied like this for your entire life and now you're just absolutely destroying them it's great to see i've got to say your strength of character now op well we can see it's pretty amazing but it must be just unbelievable once again guys if you haven't seen the previous three parts go and watch them all I'm very tempted to make them into one long episode because this story is just a brilliant one from start to end. And let's be honest, I kind of hope that it hasn't ended yet and there's more incoming. Not to the detriment of OP, but just for our enjoyment as, a, as an audience. I think that's okay to say. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Now for our next entitled parent story. I just wanted to be a kid. My mum's immigrant guilt ruined my childhood. My mum and I immigrated to the US in 1997. She met my stepdad through an international dating service. My life in America was never hard, so to speak. My mum always told me and my sister growing up, though, that times were tough. As a kid, I never knew what that meant. My childhood was filled with the word no. As a kid, you're gonna want toys and to go do things with friends. Mum always said no. And if I asked my stepdad, all he would say was, go ask your mama, which always led to a no. Now I'll say this, I was never starved. I was given what I needed growing up, but it was always bottom of the barrel. I remember asking my mum for a pair of Nikes once, and I really mean once. They were $65 and my mum looked at me and said, You're so greedy. You're so ungrateful for what you have. Your family back home could never afford nice shoes like that. Don't ever ask me for shoes like that again. Until I got my first job, I wore Walmart and Kmart. My mum had it drilled into my head that me asking for things that any kid would ask for was wrong. That the family back home had it so bad that I would be doing them an injustice for having clothes or toys or video games when they couldn't. A side note that is important. When I came to America initially, my mum and stepdad did not want me to start school a year late. So I brain dumped Spanish and learned English. It was not until last year, 2022, that I really started taking initiative to learn Spanish. Also, a side note about my parents. They have separate bank accounts and my stepdad claims that his money is his and my mum's money is hers. This will become relevant. Also, my mum would never pay for a ticket for me to visit our home country because she said it was too expensive and that I didn't speak Spanish anyway. I got to the point to where I was very fluent in conversational Spanish. My original plan was to surprise my mum. I practiced by getting in touch with family members back in our home country. I was talking to one of my cousins and I asked her how her day was. She said it was okay, but she was waiting for the wire from my mum. At first, I thought that was some sort of slang that I was not familiar with, so I asked her to clarify what she meant. 
She then tells me that she was waiting for my mum to send $800 down to them and that they were waiting at a Western Union for her money gram to come in. At first, I think something's wrong and I offer to help. My cousin says, no, your mum does this every month. I asked again if something was wrong. My cousin said no. So then I asked, how long has my mum been doing this? And she said, since 1999. I asked her if it's always $800. My cousin explains that every month is a little different, but it's always been at least $600 a month. I said, all right, and I called my mum. I told her that our cousin told me about the money that she's been sending down there every month since 1999. She said, yeah, it's for your grandmother's medicines. But I called her out. No, it's not. You send them money because you feel guilty about living in America and that they can't. So you send them money every month and they spend it on the same things you've told me I wasn't allowed to have because I was greedy. I told her that during that conversation, I asked my cousin what type of clothes and shoes they were. They said all the name brands that I was never allowed to look at. They took vacations on my mum's dime to Brazil, Peru, and Puerto Rico while I missed every single school field trip that required money. I got a job at 14 so I could help with groceries and buy my own clothes because I felt that I was costing my mum too much money. I explained that according to them, she would send at least $600 a month down there. That would mean that she has sent over $170,000. I told her she could have helped me and my sister get through college, but instead we had to take the student loan route. I asked her this question. Is the reason you never bought me and my sister tickets to go and visit because you didn't want us to see the truth? Her reply, I brought you to America. You had it better than all of them. You're just ungrateful. I said, no, I just don't feel guilty about being here. If they really wanted to come here, they should have used the $170,000 that you sent them. If you've made it this far, you might be wondering where my stepdad is in all of this. His belief is, if the conversation is about money that is not his, then it's not his problem. Wow, a very smart man right there. It was never about the clothes or the shoes. I just felt so betrayed because I wanted to experience what other kids around me experienced. Not everything, but some things. As a kid, I was made to feel terrible for wanting anything because I supposedly had it better. I handed my mum my paychecks for years, thinking times were just too tough just to find out that I had nothing to feel guilty about. I feel like my childhood was taken away from me because I wanted all the things a normal kid asked for. Wow, super interesting story there. I'll be honest, halfway through reading that, I wasn't quite sure what I was thinking. I kind of felt as if op was quite spoiled and hadn't realized it yet but then as i continued to read i realized exactly what was going on and the fact that op's thoughts were completely justified and in truth yeah you're right your childhood was kind of stripped away from you and you were made to feel emotions that you really shouldn't have felt you know guilt remorse probably just because of your mother what i'll never understand is someone that favors their extended family over their literal children i just don't really get that and what is the point there like why are you sending so much money over to your family i would get it if you had that money and were spending it you know on lots of different things as in if you had a massive income stream an amazing job and you were like okay yeah i have some spare money to send to my extended family after treating my kids to a great life but the fact of the matter is you are forcing not forcing but you know pretty much encouraging your 14 year old daughter to work taking some of her money her paycheck and then sending it to your extended family and telling her your child that is that she can never demand nice things when you're sending money to your extended family in the knowledge that they're buying nice things. 
That I just don't get. Super interesting one. It's very original. I don't think I've ever come across a woman or an entitled woman like this. I don't even want to say entitled because it doesn't necessarily strike me as entitled. It's just a really interesting mindset. I've also got to take back what I said about your stepdad, right? He definitely should not have let this slide. I presume he knew what was going on. And maybe that's the reason why I was like, yeah, okay. If you're sending over that much money to your extended family, we're having separate bank accounts. I'm not getting involved in that because let's be honest after tax sending almost a thousand dollars per per month back to your family is actually an incredibly large amount of money and there's no wonder that your own kids were having to deal with that lack of money in america because you're sending so much back home you weren't allowed to go on field trips you weren't allowed to even look at brand items that is just not a nice childhood. And what I really like is the fact that you had openly admitted that it wasn't about owning them themselves. It wasn't about having that pair of shoes necessarily. It was the fact that you literally asked once and would just said no to, and that was that. Like every other kid, I know, like you don't have to have the Nike shoes, but if everyone, else, every other child has a pair of Nike shoes and you're like, any danger, mum? Can I get them for a, for a birthday present or something? And she says, no, you need to realize how lucky you are while sending that much money back home. That's not very good parenting right there. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. Really hope you enjoyed it. Once again, link to donate. We're over halfway there now is down in the description on whatever platform you're on and also in the pinned comment. That video, that episode coming up with me in full Kara makeup, the wig and the dress, uh, it's coming a little bit sooner than I than I'd envisaged, I'll be honest. But um, hey, if you want to see me doing something crazy, then yeah, get your money in the mixer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.